Hey, my name's Nick Brown. Um, joined by Nathan Gustafson. Nathan, how you doing, mate? Hey. Doing well? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Yeah, feeling nice good. Day. Yeah. yeah. Really? Nice what days. are you drinking? I'm uh, drinking my water, Cool Ridge water. You know, I'm an athlete now, so i got to like prepare for these uh, 5K runs. <laughs> Um, then I'm doing a 10k run I, so. can't, I don't know how you're going to prepare for that 10 I'm going to run I, you know what Nathan proclamation mm. I'm either going to run a marathon next year mm. or I'm going to like break my leg <laughs> to overtrain don't you get the option to do a half marathon like yes. a 20 I'll, like, I'll get I'll, I'll, so you do if, I do a, if I do a half marathon I'll do a half marathon before and kind of work my way up yeah you have to but um, I reckon I can do it I don't know why. Well, just it's preservation. It's just like... It's a mental game. It's pacing yourself, Nick. You don't want to go too hard too early. A lot of these people in front of people, because like, normally, let's just think, you've been running for 28 years. You're 28 years old now. I've been running for about three weeks. Okay. (laughs) So let's just say, so you're growing up, you normally, when you're running, you go by yourself. So you're running without people around. The adrenaline when you run in front of people, obviously your adrenaline goes and you run a bit quicker early, you lose your pace and like your timing, then you start throwing up. Na- so. Nathan, you know, one of the many things I've learned yeah, by okay. watching people who've watched mar- ran marathons. Yes. It, you are not racing anyone, you are in it for your, you're racing against yourself. You are. It's, just, it's all you're doing. Exactly. There's no, there's, doesn't matter if you win, doesn't matter if you come no. last, it's all about finishing and that's all I want to do. All mm. I want to do is complete a marathon, but I don't want to like walk it. That's the thing. It's the only you thing wanna, I want to do. You I don't want to stop jogging, you want to yeah. jog the whole way. Or like yeah. at least if I just have to stretch out for a few minutes. And yeah. Then going like because a few minutes off a fucking four hour run it's, it's not like gonna, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. to me but uh anyway let's talk about some albums albums the 2021 has been a up and down year Nick. yeah it's been fascinating hasn't it and like i don't know i don't know how this year is going to be looked back upon in, in like five years time i feel like it's going to be very top heavy mm. and i feel like there's going to be you know you'll be like oh this album this album this album mm. came out and then you're going to kind of forget about the rest of them pretty quick oh yeah i would i don't know where to start on this well, knife i don't know if you have anywhere to go i've got a heap here so yeah. i started last night our conversation we were talking about albums we're like oh what are some good albums this year we named the top four it was pretty easy then we kind of fell away it's like because when, you know, when you're not looking at your phone and you're not looking at the artist and you're not looking back through the year, is that bad that we can't remember them all? Is that nah, a thing? But then look... I think watch, it, sh- it might show also how, how not mediocre, but how there hasn't been that the many amazing yeah, albums. Yeah, the like, memorable albums haven't really been there, but I've gone back through them and I've had a look and there's a lot of good albums. Yeah. Brand. We've had a lot of good... Do you want to start at the top or do you want to work our way up? Up to you, man. I'll give you the new... I'll give you the fresh cherry. I don't really mind either the way. The fresh cherry? I'll give you the fresh cherry. Well, let's start with... Turnstile Glow on Nick Brown because okay, I listened to that on the way home last night. It's um, it was well well marketed by Turnstile. Came out with mystery. I remember talking about it on the show, thinking yeah, it's a really cool song. It's different. Had the um, it was definitely going to be an opening song. I could tell it was going to be the yeah. opening song as soon as I heard it. it. Had the little um, the keyboard intro and all the people. I, I remember the YouTube comments saying, oh, this is what a, what a Turnstile doing. Like what the fuck's this sound? Then they came out with the Love Connection a few weeks later, and we got songs like Holiday on there, TLC, the TLC. fantastic Ooh. tracks. And then Glow One got announced a week after that. So, like, we knew that they were going to do a project. We saw a Hate Five Six video, one of the early shows sent yeah. to you. And from there, like, this album's a beautiful cover. It's got a bunch of great songs, a bunch of great singles, and it's a really good vibe. It's a really chilled out album. Like, there's a lot of good breakups in the album. It's not just hardcore the whole way through, and I yeah. like it. Yeah, this is a band absolutely thriving right now. Um, a lot of bands this year have, have like, I, I kind of made this claim if, uh, probably a few weeks ago now that, you know, since the pandemic, we haven't really seen too many new sounds. And it was kind of, it's almost a bit frustrating because it felt like, you know, in the midst of a pandemic where you can just stay at home and write for a lot of people, we could get all these weird kind of sounds coming out, especially from our scene. Uh, Turnstile have kind of, they've kind of got this new thing going right now. It's weirdly upbeat. Um, it feels, it sounds almost positive at times, mm. like musically. Happy. Um, but 
it's just so good. It just feels like a band who are just like at their absolute peak right now. And mm-hmm. I don't want to say that because I want them to get better and I feel like they can. Yeah. But uh, Turnstile, like, honestly, to me, they went from being a, like a an a, like a high B tier, low A tier to being like an S tier um, band in the scene right now. Yeah. And Don Broco did a similar thing as well. Nick yeah. Brown always been a rock band on the fringes of being a big band in the scene. And like to us, especially, even in Australia, I've always seen a like, the odd person would always comment in one of yeah. our groups about Don Broco being like the best band ever. And we're like, uh, and like I had three or four songs on Spotify before this album came out. And like, I listened to them a little bit and I'm like, yeah, they are what they are. But then you came out and you hear Manchester Superheads number one fan. Ooh, and every single, statement. every single that followed after that was just phenomenal. Like you got songs like Endorphins came out. You got songs like Uber. You got Gumshield, songs like baby. Gumshield. <laughs> you got fucking um, One True Prince, which is Deftones and a half. Yeah. Like, it's just unbelievable. This album and the singles, I don't think singles-wise any album tops this. Like, in terms of like pure height, this is as the peak I think of the year. And yeah, there are bands that's come from the clouds, Nick Brown. They look like rock stars and they got that vibe. Yeah, they got a song called Bruce Willis, which I hate, <laughs> but it's called Bruce fucking Willis, Nick. Yippee, yippee, am the fuck up. So, uh, yeah, this this album for a lot of people will be like it will be decided by the non-singles because I think the singles are pretty universally loved. Um, I'm sure people have their favorites um, across those, but that's okay. I feel like it's going to be decided by that kind of back end, the where, back end, which I and, yeah, and that's natural. That's just about every album. The back, like, because bands will front load their album naturally because you want people to get to the back end. If people have a shit first five tracks, you're not going to listen to track six through ten because what's the fucking point? Yeah, the Anaheim's, the Are You Done with Existing, the Revenge Body, those kind yeah, of like songs those are going to be the ones that decide whether or not this is like a an album of the year contender yeah. or like a middle of the pack. Kind and of that's why they chucked out Bruce Willis as a single to try and propel that back end. Yeah. But like you say, that's another thing. And every time I die, I came out with Radical. That's another one that we. Will, Keen on all year. They, they, these are three of our probably favorite albums of the year yeah. to start with. But like, what more can we say? But every time I die, we love them. <laughs> I, I um I was listening to Anthony Fantano, Needle Drop, um, internet's big, biggest music nerd. Um, you know, he's kind of doing like these quick reviews. He does these, you know, obviously these big ones. We yep. listened to like the Architects. One of him just roasting it. It was fucking oh, yeah. hilarious. Uh, and he just did like these quick reviews, like a ten minute video reviews about five albums. And he yeah, kind nice. of went into every time I die. And he goes like, he's not necessarily a huge fan, but he's like, to, he's like to see a band this long into. The their career, career yep. still putting out music this fucking intense and this fucking like hard hitting is insane because if you look at the bands around them at the time there aren't many that are still going no. and there aren't many who are still going who are releasing his music as high quality as this well thriving they are oh they? god it, it just see the gig last night they played it's insane that gig that it was like a fucking rainbow room yeah. that looks so looked, cool on the awesome. stage. oh like, god this, they are like again they're not the biggest band in the scene no. um but to us, they are just like the, the best abs- band in the scene. They are absolutely the top, and like they have been on such a run. Like their last three albums, I know. I don't know how people really feel about the the discography of Every Time I Die because I know there's a lot of fans who love like the Big Dirt and all that dirty and came in a different time. That. Depends when you come into the absolutely. Listening mix. But like to me, you know, Radical Low Teens from Parts Unknown is just the most insane three album run trilogy. And, and some say that some would say that you know from Parts Unknown might be one of their fucking worst albums. I'm sure some people would say that, but I it's one of my top 30 albums of all time. Yeah, so made it's it, like, how, made the, list. how the fuck, like what a, what a band, what an album. Um, I've been listening to this a lot recently. Oh yeah. And it's just, even for an hour long, I, it's I just think, fantastic. Yeah, I think there's probably one or two tracks you might be able to cut but honestly, cutting two tracks off a 16 track album. It's not a bad thing. Who fucking cares? Yeah, who gives a if shit? If you can get 14 great tracks, 
Like, you're not, you're, everyone's eaten, right? Everybody, we're all eaten on that. Like, nobody's disappointed. That's exactly right. Well, I actually think the singles were the weakest songs on yeah. the album, which is funny. Like, when you, when you look at it that way, Spirit Box had an Eternal Blue, one of our favorites. It was yeah. a really good, probably more so my kind of favorite, but like, I thought it was really well done. You go through it very similar, I thought, to How to Survive a Funeral from Make Them Suffer last year. Just song after song after song. Like, they're just consistent. And yeah. like, it's just a beautiful album. Like, it's their first album. They're a band that's on the up. Courtney LaPlante can scream. She can do the cleans. Got a vibe about them. And yeah, they're building. In terms of hype, this was probably the most hyped album of the year. Uh, probably, uh, there might be another one that didn't live up to the expectation we might talk about later. But yeah, this one, like... The Courtney LaPlante hype train kind of went a bit nuts in 2021. Naturally, after a Holy Roller came out, and all, like everybody started to realize what you know, I've been saying for a few years. Um, <laughs> but no, this um, this album is fantastic. Like I, I must admit, I don't go back to this album as much as I should. And I feel like you know, with with these awards and like our top tens and all that coming out, I needed to listen, go back and listen to these albums again because yeah, you kind of get stuck in a loop. Like when you're playing a game or something like that, you, you're listening but you're not really listening. So yeah. sometimes you don't want to put on something that you don't know as well. You just want to put something on you know. You need the hour car trip to the city for a gig. Absolutely, that's what yeah. I did last night. Absolutely, and that's kind of like maybe that's the way I need to listen to it. Maybe I just need to drive up to the city and do nothing. Uh, but like yeah, great album, um, great marketing. Huge hype. I'm so like excited to see if they can come back down to Australia. Whoever gets them, whether it's in. a tour, yep. whether they're supporting, whether it's a festival, come down like, and bring that's me. money. Like, come like, down and bring bam. me in. Yeah, if Unify's in the fucking toilet this time next year, getting a fucking spirit box on, that's a, that's a way to sell tickets. That is, Nick. That is exactly right. And like you say, they are building still. They're early. It's their first album. So they're yeah. coming up and they're going to be the kings of the scene potentially one day or the queens, whatever you want to say. But Nick, a couple of early ones, While She Sleeps, Sleep Society and... Hacktivist Hyperdialectic, two of our favorites from early in the year. So, like, this is pre-lockdowns. We're thinking that the kind of music world's coming back. We got yeah. these. And, like, while she sleeps, like, kind of, so what I enjoyed later when it, like, at the time, I didn't give it a hell of a lot of listening because yeah. I've been so intent on listening to the previous three albums. So, maybe so what? They came out with the fucking question marks at the Unify and, like, I heard the singles. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But this album kind of feels like they are back to a little bit of that kind of sound they had early on there. Yeah, I, I think what, the way I split albums up this year is like, it's like pre pre and post Kanye and Drake. So when they dropped their album in like August or whatever, August, September, or whatever, it felt like that for the every part of music, everything changed. Like I think, you know, the Turnstile, mm. every, um, Spirit Box, mm. Every Time I Die, Don Broco, they've all come after that, right? And they're all like some of, our, some of the favorites of the year. Yes. And prior to that, the pre kind of Kanye and Drake era, it feels like the albums are good, but it was almost like they're the best of what's available. And these, both of these albums are really good. Hacktivist, I actually, I gave another listen the other day. There are a couple of songs that I think are a little bit on the, a little bit on the cringe side. Like a couple of songs, I just don't think the ideas come Skippables together. Next. Yeah. But like, even just like the ones you're like, Ugh, they should like just some of the shit they're saying is just a little bit, they could have worded things a little bit better. The While She Sleeps album is really good. Like I, I really impressed with it. Like, I just didn't think they had it in them to like put out an album that I think's an eight out of ten or above, and oh. I thought I thought that was past. I do so what I I have I, same as you kind of I mean I enjoy a bit more now than what I did when it released, mm. but I still think that that's probably their weakest of the albums. And Definitely, that's, that's hard to say because yep. they do have a lot of good albums. They do. They don't really have m many misses, but like I thought, Sleep Society was a really good return to form. I agree. Mm. That's exactly what I think as well. A couple of other favorites I had: 
plot new swan song came out yes. after the Donders and the um what's the Drake album called? Is it Certified, Certified Lover, Lover Boy, Boy exactly. Yeah. So like that's another one post that. Really cool. Landon Chill was a very, very talented man. Um, sleeper. Huge sleeper of an album. It is. Like, I, Consistent. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, look, their last album, which was Dispose, maybe? I can't remember what it was. Great like, album cover. Yeah, great album cover. Feel some, Nothing. Some really... Oh, Feel Nothing. Amazing track. Like, oh, the, Dispose. I, I would say the best four or five tracks on that album were like top tier and I think the rest of it kind of faded away a little bit. This is a bit more consistent yeah, throughout. Yeah, I just really, I just like the vibe here. It has like an old school vibe to it but like in a kind of a new school take. Um, if you haven't listened to this album, man, I think there there is something for you on the Plot News album. Oh, definitely. Like Face Me, Monstrous Paradigm's a great song. Enemy's a really good single as well. Like there's just three standouts right there, Nick Brown. Band called One Step Closer, they're my kind of, like if I describe Bloom doing an album, that's what I'd say they'd sound yeah. like. So if you listen to this album, it's fantastic. Something in the heart core scene you really like um, another album that I hyped up Nick Brown don't know if it delivered it for me personally but Whitechapel's Kin came out this year yeah I was really excited for this but it kind of just didn't hit for me yeah look I like the ideas here Um, again it's sometimes maybe because I'm not a Whitechapel you, fiend like, you can't maybe. yeah it's hard because like I can't knock them for trying something different, yeah. but we can't. Uh, we do have this thing where, like, we have to because they try something different. We have to love it. It's not how it works. Sometimes you can just try something and it doesn't work that well, and that's okay, and that's fine. Like this album might lead to them perfecting the sound that they were going for, exactly. And, and in two years' time, we might be like, "Wow, this new Whitechapel album is amazing." Well, that's what Amity's doing now. Yeah, to me, it's a little bit. It was a little bit of a miss. Um, it was an okay album, but for Whitechapel standards, probably not the best. A couple of surprise albums for me, like that. I thought. I would enjoy, but I enjoyed a lot more than I actually did. Sticky by Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. Yes. I thought that was a fun as fucks. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I knew like he did an album last year. I didn't really think a lot of it, but he's really bounced back. There's a lot of great hooks on this song. I mean, on this album, the title track's fantastic. Go Get a Tattoo is a really good hook as well. He did a really good thing, a really good couple of good features as well, Nick. And then the Silent Planet album, Iridescent, yes. just popped up a couple of weeks ago. That is a phenomenal release as yeah. well, Nick. I, I, like, uh, funny, I've almost forgot about that when talking about the albums. We yes. were talking on the phone last night. And These are the ones I looked at. Yeah, <laughs> These are the ones us, I found, Nick. Neither <laughs> of us kind of mentioned the, either of the, um, those albums. Frank Carter, as you said, like sometimes when you listen to music, you just want to have fun and you don't want to have to think about shit and you don't want to have to like... It's the same like when you just listen to like some breakdown music. Like that's just kind of... If you want to listen to breakdown music, listen to... you you got your bands for it. You don't have to think about anything. That Those caveman riffs are fine. Same with Frank Carter. You want those cool sing-alongs and those, those just... Kind of easy riffs but they're fucking catchy as shit mm. and that's kind of what you want the Silent Planet stuff is a bit more of the opposite of like where it's you know you, it's well lyric heavy yeah it's very yeah. lyrically heavy and I can't remember the guy's name but he looks like Steven Tyler and that's all Garrett the, yeah Garrett Russell that's Garrett him. Russell um, but good album as well like really really strong album um, again a post post Donda release so you know that's why it's good then you got a couple of heavy ones you got Dying Wish Fragments of a Bit of Memory and then also Employed to Serve Conquering both on the heavy side of things heavy kind of metalcore kind of releases but the Dying Wish album for me, uh, the title track is just a phenomenal song. Yeah. And like they, Emma Bossa comes out and does a couple of claims that I didn't think really hit on the album itself, but it's worth a listen. Like I said to you, it was a very Killswitch kind of vibed album, and which is kind of like people have been lost with that kind of sound yeah. in the last 10, 15 years, but they're bringing it back and she's a front woman with a fuck. She's on a mission, Nick Brown. It's hard, you know, when, as you say, when you're, when bands are trying to bring that Killswitch sound and it's so distinct yes. that whenever they try to, it's like you're either going to be on it or you're going to be completely off it. Yes, and that's the issue with, with when any band comes out with this sound. Just like when any band comes out with like a new metal sound, like you're either going to love it or you're going to fucking hate it because oh it, you're going to attribute it to that kind of sound. Mm. So I don't know. I, I think the whole, 
I think the kill switch kind of replica sound. I think that should be. De- I think we should bury that. God. I yeah. think we should get rid of it. I just think like it's had its, it's place. Fi- had its, it's time. fine to be influenced by that and to have little moments where you're like, oh, that's a very kill switch kind of moment. But like, there is very there's some kill switch kill switch characteristics are just a little bit played out now for 2021. Yeah, I agree, dude. Then another really like kind of biggish album that I can't wait to see next year with Northlane. Sleep tokens. This place will become your yes, tomb. People yeah. get emotional. Whenever they post about it, they're saying they cried, Nick. I cry all the time, so like I understand where they're coming from. But this is this surprised me. So their their previous album was um Sundowning, which was fantastic. Everybody goes on about how good that album yes, is. Yes, and like very, like very riff heavy. Like there's a couple of beautiful songs on there, but that was released really cleverly with the single coming every week, and then they kind of put it all together into an album at the end and it came across as that. But this is a lot softer. It's a lot more like the songs are longer, it's a lot more kind of poppy you can say it's a lot more deeper lyrically and this is really cool like, there's moments that are really good like you have to listen to them a couple of times to get the the messages about what they're talking about and singing but yeah. they have their own like they got their own sector nick like they, they got the gloom thing going but they're over in bloody the uk <laughs> nick so they got the sect there but a couple of others from the uk don't you feel amazing by trash boat a really like fun, that one yeah really fun album another one that we just heard a few weeks ago see space cowboy misinterpreting constellations Big fan that's a really cool album as well Bear Truth dropped one pre-Donda, which yeah. was kind of forgotten about in the the kind of wake of like what we do when we look back on albums. But like you say, dude, that that, that actually was a decent album. Like yeah. I, I enjoyed a lot of the songs on there. Like it doesn't grip me like disgusting. It's not going to do that. Nah. Nothing's going to do that. They're never they they're never going to get there. But that's but, not that's not any blight on them because no. so you can't write an ama- like that kind of level of album many times in your career. How many bands can you say have written? Arguably, I don't want to say ten out of ten, but like you know, if we want to like loosen up that term, ten out of ten. How many oh, albums yeah. have released two ten out of ten albums? It just it's doesn't pretty, happen. Pretty fucking unless you fake do. history. Fucking black, is beautiful. black is beautiful. Yeah, like that was that was pretty special. But I listened to that album thinking this is them returning to those roots. So this is yeah. as close as they've been to disgusting since disgusting. So if that's your thing, go check it out. Another couple ones like Slow Withers had a good one. That's kind of the they're the slowly slowly for me this year, like yeah. the, the fine in Australia. Then a couple of locals. We had Wild Heart with Global Crisis was a pretty decent release. Just dropped my water. Bottle. Just dropped your water. Mirrors had the album The Ego's Weight came out yep. last week, and then Deadlights The Uncanny Valley. There's three locals that we talk about in Australia that have popped up writing albums they haven't blown us away i don't think those three albums yeah. but they're there like it's cool to have those three to go to if we want it's funny if i was to say what the general consensus of the scene will say is the albums of the year i know there's gonna be some obviously some outliers some subjectives here, but, yeah. but like i think most people will say one of either turnstile every time i die don broco spirit box or deadlights i think they're gonna be the five right like i think that if you were to do like a big vote i think those were the top five votes kind they of thing are. yeah for um, sure I'm, there are others. Obviously, I saw some people say like that Frontier album, and I get that. And like I've seen other people say oh, all these fucking weird bands I've never heard of. A lot before. of metalcore bands release albums this year, now. yeah. Like old school, like kind of when we were growing up. So Bullet had their own self-titled album, Trivia Matted album. Yeah, Asking Alexandria had an album. See what's on the inside popped Jesus. up. You had um, Wage War too had an album called Manic. So yeah. like we've had a lot of releases from the scene this year. They're just not the the the, uh, the, the bands that we get hyped for, like you talked about yeah. with the Aussies coming next year. And that's why I called out the Aussies a couple weeks ago on a pot <laughs> show. I said, the big Aussie bands haven't stood up this year. I don't think nah. at all. Like, it's been quite piss poor. But I get the pandemic and all that. But Nick, I want to go to the worst and most disappointing okay. albums. So I've only got three written here, which one was brought up in the, the previous show we did. But A Day to Remember You're Welcome. We knew as soon as we heard their singles would pop up. Uh, oh, buddy, it feels like it was years ago now, Nick. 
This literally came out this year. I can't believe it. February this year. Uh, it's one of those things, because I remember you, they were po- they postponed this album. They released oh. terrible singles. I remember oh, you, I love this theory you had of like, they were rewriting the album because the, just of the reception. And I love that. I thought that would be, that would be hilarious if they Imagine. did. And they clearly haven't because it was fucking like, it, you know, I saw somebody say this is like this, you know, everybody has this album. Everybody has like their sane anger. This is their sane anger. Like mm. there's a fine, mate. I don't think, and look, I don't remember I'm going to die. I'm not saying they're going to no. finish up next year or anything like that. Yeah. Um, they're like, they've had allegations this year as well. It's been a really bad year for a day to remember. It has been horrible. Yeah. But they're going to, any, any show they play, they're still going to have thousands of people there because they're a day to remember. People have, you know, people in their mid twenties or our age are going to remember them from back in the day. Like all that kind of shit. Home six I don't world, think yeah. they're ever going to be the same. I, I think their billing for festivals is going to be a bit lower after this album. Yep. I think their demand is going to be a lot lower. Man, if you if they announced a tour um, next week, I would not go. Yeah, I oh. mean, I mean, like unless they had a really good under underbill, like they had some supports that were really fucking cool. I don't want to see a day to remember live at a headliner show. I might check them out at a festival, but like they peaked on Common Courtesy, Nick. Yeah, that was their peak. But even like even when we saw them play Good Things 2019, yep. I believe. Uh, oh, they headlined. They were one of the headliners. Yeah, one of yeah, they yeah. Were with Parkway, and it was like you kind of look at it and you're like, man, there were so many people there. People still love them. They still have that kind of vibe to them. You know, everybody kicked the beach balls around and everybody surf on TV. each other and all yep. that kind of bullshit. And like that's all fun. That's all whatever they do. But it's like. Now it just feels like nobody wants to hear any of these new songs. Well, like I've never heard an album where I could argue, I could say genuinely I could say there's maybe one good song on here, and good is giving it a stretch. The dance one, no, nah, not even that. The, I think resentments their only. Oh, resent, and I think uh, that's the, a decent the, track. Oh, that came like five, that, yeah, that was five months before exactly. this even dropped. So barely it's, counts. Yeah, well, and like last chance to dance, people like because it's heavy, but. As a song, it's fucking it's not garbage. That good. Yeah. Like, well, I look at when I saw him with Amity. So the big ass tour happened. When I thought Amity was peaking, Dan yeah. were clearly peaking. Like that was the most popular they'd been at that stage. And like Amity played after them, and everyone's like, "Oh, why the fuck are Amity playing?" That's <laughs> the Aussie thing. But now, like, if Amity brought him back, I, I'd think it's normal for them to be playing like wow, underneath them. Big one. Kind of thing. Well, Nick, like you say, like Data Remember, ah, they are one of the biggest bands in the scene. They're always gonna be. But when they've produced what they produced on this album, and like. Bad Vibes is good. I, I liked a few of the Bad Vibes songs, but they clearly dropped off. Their sales yeah. and everything and like the marketing like kind of dipped. That's because people that were enjoying that emo pop punk sound had grown up by that stage. Yeah. Like the 16 to 18 year olds that were enjoying them in 2008 to 2011 were now 25 to 30 and they had a different like outlook on everything. Yeah, well, different niche for music. They yeah. wanted to hear either heavier stuff or they found new bands because like, they are a gateway band. They're, they introduce you to the scene yeah. they remember. So if you're not writing bangers, people aren't going to come back to you, mate. When you are a gateway band, you do run the risk of being like a band that you kind of get looked down upon later down the line. Oh, for sure. Like you go to Data Remember and all, people of, rip all on of a sudden, them. like a year later, you're at Knock Loose and you look back at a Data Remember and you're like, oh my God, like well, I know they helped me, but like I don't really like them. That's like me with Trivium and Bullet. They yeah. entered me into the metal kind of scene, but like now I look back and I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? But I love those songs still from And you know what? Like five years between albums as well. Bad Vibes was 2016. That's insane. It's disgusting, Nick. That's insane. Five years, like for a band, like uh, this isn't Metallica, you know, before fucking Death Magnetic or, no. like, or Hardwired. <laughs> no, or, Nick. Where they're allowed to take as long as they want because they're old as shit. And they'll, I guess, I'm sure things take a lot. I'm sure Lars t- has about 400 takes per fucking section of every song. Have like, seen that toilet of Lars? Yeah, I have seen that toilet. God going, damn, Nick. I wouldn't sit on that you, one. You know, <laughs> what, you know another one that's taken a while to actually be released that's in my most disappointing albums? It's the um, yeah. Limp Bizkit still sucks, Nick. Yeah, so I, I agree. I have to put this in the, this section because I thought when we heard that they were going to release an album like out of the blue, like dad vibes, I got that. Like there was 
He had the gray beard, had the gray look, had the meme look, and he fucking did it. He marketed it beautifully. Yeah. It was going everywhere, the, the, the whole thing. And when this album dropped, I was waiting, like you say, for the, the Matthews Bridge. I was waiting for the fucking ball and bounce down, fucking yeah. jump around, let's go moments. And for me, like it's a chill, like you say, when you're gaming, you can put this on in the background, but like you don't want to put this on in the background if you're a Limp Biscuit fan. Dude. You want to be in the moment. You want to be waiting to see these songs live and bounce around at the time of your life, but... It's nothing there, Nick. Uh, I'm sorry. I like I I want this meme to die that we we're gonna pretend like we like this album. I, I don't believe that people who actually say they like it actually enjoy it. I think people are just saying it because it's funny to say and it's like a little trendy thing because it's like, yo, a band coming back that we used to like. And I totally get that. And I like the little the roast into glasses thing is a real thing and we all suffer from that at time to time. That's completely fine. But this album is nothing but fucking hot ass garbage. Mm, <laughs> this is hot ass garbage. Um, I don't know, like I wouldn't even put it like a worst album kind of thing because I I don't really. It's just it, disappointing. It's just, it's just Limp Biscuit. Like oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's Limp Biscuit when Own they were category. releasing songs in fucking nineteen ninety five or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like we're not going to compare them to other no, like no. bands who were considered in their quote unquote prime. Whereas the next band is Nick yes. Brand because Architects had an album called for those that wish to exist. Fifteen songs, fifty eight minutes. Three features. Garbage. I think this is worse than You're Welcome. And I'll tell you why. Hit me, Nick. Hit me between the eyes. Okay, so like, if you were going to say which album is actually quote-unquote worse, which is Paul, which song, which album has the, I don't know, the the worst hit-to-miss ratio, I guess you could say. Yes. A Day to Remember does. It has worse songs. It's a pretty embarrassing listen. It's fucking brutal. But the expectations weren't there. Exactly. I'm so disappointed by this album. This album is so like... There's nothing here. No. There's so little. And where it's like, I remember I listened to that album in full for the first time on, like I, re- I recorded myself yep. listening to it. And I was like, I'm never doing that again. No, I, 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 remember literally, I remember saying like, I'm never, it's fucking nearly an hour long, 15 songs. And I know, I know oh, these, this band or this artist does albums that are longer. It's like, man, they have fucking verse. They might have versatility in their fucking tracks. It, it, this is ridiculous how many tracks were so needless on this album how much fucking mediocrity was on this album you want to know the worst part yeah the worst part is when the rock band feature goes harder than the actual screamer himself <laughs> yeah absolutely. Simon Neil from Biffy Clara went harder than Sam Carter went in any of these songs and that like I, I, I wrote 100 to you I, I had Dead Butterflies in there but I probably personally like Goliath better mm. like I, I thought Simon Neil on that was fantastic and that stole the show for the album itself. And like you say, dude, like it's just so mediocre. Like yeah. it just like there's no bangers here. Like Animals is a good song. We enjoy Animals. Yeah, animals is cool. Dead Butterflies is a good song. I enjoy that. But the drop off to three, like Goliath shouldn't be the best song on there. Like when you get a feature, like fair enough, some features are fantastic and elevator song, but that like fuck, man. Appealing to Biffy Clara fans, like you're meant to be the best metalcore band in our scene, you and Parkway. Yeah. Like what the fuck happened? It's going to be very fascinating in 10 years' time how we look back at their discography because there are so many people who will say, holy hell, and for those who, that wish to exist, are their are best. best album, yep. right? And it must be, there is obviously going to be a little bit of like that, you know, their early stuff was better, but I don't, I'm not even saying that because like I don't think their first album, I don't think Holy Crown's their best album. I just don't think it is. Like whatever, day in, day out and all that, like that album's cool as well, but like I think that little run between, you know, Daybreaker, and Daybreak Together, Lost, Lost Forever. Forever and All Gods Ooh, is yeah. that three album run. I just think that's untouched. so untouchable. It's a trilogy, Nick. It's unbelievable. It's the Every Time I Die trilogy. It's uh, it's so good. Exactly. Like, yeah. And it's just that for me was that such a good run. Mm. Holy Hell felt very watered down. But mm. like, look, 
I we're not going to expect a band to hit that height for no. those three albums every album. You can't no. do that, right? But this, they're changing their soundbite. You know, like Holy Hell felt like a. It was like every song was about three minutes, and it felt very yep. like kind of. They had a couple of big epics. You know, yeah. Doomsday was on that one, but it was a, big it was a year old kind of thing. Shouldn't have been on it. But like this one, everything just felt so dragged out, mm. and it felt like it was going for this. Fifty eight kind of, minutes, dude. I get if yeah. you want to play with orchestras, but come out and play an album full yeah. of fucking the with the symphony orchestra. They've done this with the intention of playing with the London Symphony Orchestra, yeah. which they just recorded. You don't need to do that. It was. If you want to do that, say you're going to do that, Nick. I remember writing something. It was like it was like twelve of the fifteen tracks, kind of like they landed within a certain time frame, about twenty mm. seconds from each other. So what I mean by that is like twelve tracks. I was between like say I'll give you a rough estimate, four thirty like, to five, exactly. Kind of, oh yeah. yeah, something like that. I think it was like th- it was around like three fifty to four ten. Oh, okay, it's like that's where they're like tw- a dozen of their fifteen songs landed, mm. and it's like they just obviously found this little pocket that they just don't want to go out of, and it's like. Even just like something on Holy Hell, like the Seventh Circle, which was just like a minute and a half or two minutes or whatever. Like that's that, hard. That's like the one of my favorite songs on there because mm. it's fucking a different change. Like it just feels For different. Sure. Where everything else just it felt like there was just the same little progression of every song. Sam Carter has never sounded more boring in yeah. my fucking entire life, and he's such a great vocalist. He is Nick, and it's so disappointing to say, but like two of the greatest features from last week's episode absolutely. we talked about. It's literally, literally Band of Brothers and fucking First World Problem Child. But he sounds the exact same as he did fucking five albums ago, oh, no. but just a little bit less intense. And it doesn't feel like he actually means what he's saying anymore. Like I it said. just sounds like he's trying to sound too perfect for his own good. Taking taking some advice from fucking Keith Buckley or like a Jason Butler or Ralph Reynolds or something yep. like that, that actually feel like they actually mean what they say. Mm. And yeah, I don't know. Whenever well, I've seen a turnaround, like I said to you, from a person wanting... Sam Carter to sing cleans like I wanted him after Band of Brothers I'm like this guy has to do more cleans (laughs) to now hearing him do cleans for fucking 90% of an album wanting him to go back to screams never have I seen a contrast like that so whether they get like they are like they are they think they are an arena band now like they are at that level like they are they are an arena band now that's how they're going to play and this is the music they're going to keep writing so that's the style. They're not going to be playing bitching clubs, jumping around with us in the pits and doing those things anymore. Like they are probably close to 40 now. Like they are. Yeah. They probably would be in their 40s. So they are going to be riding, like you say, this kind of mature that they'd like to probably put a mark on yeah. it and kind of style. And it's not for us. Like we've got a different style that we like at the moment, whether it's hardcore, whether it's punk, whether it's something like that. But they went from being that band to now being a different band. And, so. I, know pe- and I know people will be like, oh, you're just older. You don't really get it or whatever like that. But I would use Bring Me as the example. Yeah. just us to con- like, as, a, as the contrast. Like we are still huge Bring Me guys. What about and Parkway? They've got a different Park- sound too. Absolutely. No, I, lo- I love Parkway yep. now. I've really like, it took a while for me to get onto the Parkway stuff. But like, I is now one of my favorite albums. I really the big tracks on Revenant are insane. Like some of my favorite Parkway tracks. Full stop. When you see him at Vark and when, when they play those, when songs. You, yeah, when you see him live, like when we saw him in Good Things, it was like, yeah, you know, it's like you know when we were there and like they're playing these songs and you're like, oh, now I get it. Like that's why bands know more than what we do, and yes. like that's and that was the moment. Maybe Architects will have that, but they didn't have that with Holy House. It didn't happen at all, and I just don't think these new songs are going to be very interesting I to can't, watch live. I can't see them playing these songs if I can get the reception that Parkway got. No way. Like, there's not going to have the crowd jumping in moments and singing in time because like the hooks aren't the greatest here. And yeah, it's kind of muddled. I, I, I've I've 
labelled it a few times, but Amity have kind of lost themselves to find themselves again. They've gone away from that sound they had on Chasing Ghosts, Let the Ocean Take Me, done a few experimental kind of albums and bouncing back now. Probably not sounding the best they've ever sounded, but they found a sound that actually suits them. Yeah. And we can get around. Like, it actually, like, we like what they're doing now, but Architects still feels like they haven't found that sound yet. Whether they keep doing this, going for the string sections and big hooks yeah. and cleans, I don't know, Look, but if it's they sell- can do it better. There's, there's more in yeah. this band to do better I think yeah I, I don't think like they're a band who I'm like oh they should stop making music because no. they've got no chance of becoming that band again because they have they don't I don't think they'll ever be as good as that little run they had no. but they can always get close and like as we said with Beartooth it's like yeah. sometimes it's not a bit you're not going to re- reach disgusting but you can Still you have can have level. something that's like an 8 out of 10 album yeah. and like at this point in Architect's career if they released and an 8 out of 10 album, I'd be fucking thrilled. Oh, for sure. I'd probably, I'd probably think of it as a 9 out of 10 just because it's like, oh, they haven't released anything that good in, in five years. Like exactly. 2016 was all gods. So, like, it's been a while. It's been a while. But, uh, yeah, look, it's it's tough. Like, I, as we say, bring me Parkway bands who have been, who are even older, who I think have still kept us interested. Mm. Like, bring me, like, that EP, EP last year, post Post-Human Survival Horror. Oh. Fucking amazing! We loved Ammo. Unbelievable! Like, I know a lot of people didn't like Ammo, but I was a huge fan of a lot of the sounds mm. that they were playing with on that, and it, they feel interesting. And every every time they release something, fresh. it feels like you they know, keep it fresh. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it's, what you want? It's all you want. It's all you fucking That's want. That's where I'm fascinated to see where a band like Polaris goes, because like yeah. they have that architect sound, and like there's only so many patterns and moments you can put into a song and a hook. So where do they end up? They might sound that, completely different in three albums. You that, just don't know. That sound, that architect sound that's been getting ripped off since Lost Forever mm. is getting stale. It is. And it's starting to get really stale. And I think the death of me was probably one of the first moments where we, it started, we started to go like, oh, it's good, but like we don't... There are just moments where I'm like, oh, this, it just feels a bit too old school now. Maybe heavy is better, Nick. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe like, soft is better. Well, architects are gone. The all, softer, of, all of this is fleeting. It's one of my favorite songs off the death of me. Yeah. And that's a pretty soft track. It has a breakdown in it. But like, Prior to that, it's a pretty just it's just a well written song. Yeah, it is a nicely written song, Nick Brown. Mm. They'll have an album next year. Anyway, do reckon they'll debut something at um Night and Day? They'll surely Polaris. Yeah, they'll I surely. reckon they will. Yeah, yeah I, or they they might do what they did with Hypermania when they played uh, Unify last year, where they released it like a week before. the Oh yeah, That'd build the awesome. hype. To and then it. they opened with it. They opened mm. with Hypermania. That was awesome. That was here such you go, a good boys. Set. God, they're a good band. They are. They are a great band. Come Regardless, on the, come on the show, that, Polaris. Oh fuck off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I think. What do you think, Nathan? Out of ten. Yep. What do you rate this year as of like, you know, late November? What do you rate this year for albums? Album seven. seven I reckon just seven a good out year, of just a straight up good year. We've had three standouts in my opinion that are as good as probably any we've had in the scene in the last few years. Yep. And then after that, that section after that is pretty even, I think. So like you got the plot news, the spirit boxes, those kind of albums, the while she sleeps, that are good. They're really good. But like would they have like one albums of the year in twenty eighteen when it was pretty dippy? Like I'm not sure. But I think the top three kind of weigh it up. So seven out of ten. The, the locals in Australia have let me down, the big bands. So yeah. that's really pissed me off. So that Absolutely. gets a couple of marks off. But having such a contrast, like you say, pre-Donda to post-Donda. <laughs> our last, our last... As soon as that happened, everything changed. Well, All music the, changed. The last three months have been fantastic. Yeah. If we had nine more months of that previously, we would have had the greatest year ever. Absolutely, so, yeah. But like, it's come good the, at the back end. I'm going to go with seven. What about you, mate? What's your rating? Yeah, I'd say about the same. I think this is a very top-heavy year. Yep. I think in... Yeah, we're talking about this, I think, off mic, but I can't remember if we're talking about off mic or on mic. I can't remember what's been said ever. But you never know, do yeah. we? That's how we but roll, like, Nick. But it's like, how do you think this year's going to be 
reflected in five to ten years' time. If you mm. look back, oh, what was 21, 21? And you're kind of like, oh, this album came out. And I think there'll be about five albums people remember. Yep. And I think the rest of them will be kind of like, oh, yeah, this band also released something, but it wasn't that very interesting. It wasn't a standout. Yeah. And like, look, if you can get five albums to be remembered in ten years' time or five years' time, like that's you're good. Doing pretty it, still, well. it still means it's good. Name me five from 2018. It's hard. I can't do it. Top your head, a- I think Reverence came out that yep, year. It did. Uh, the... So, uh, the fucking space time and space um turns turnstile yeah it's a good one uh, uh you can uh american dream by trophy eyes but yeah like, not even huge where the end that. began silent planet yeah it's a good one they won an album the year i thought yeah actually crystal fair, death to be fair I actually, I actually think 2018 was a bad year as well looking back yeah that's what i'm saying so like that like, that yeah. year was a pretty forgettable year yeah. like when i look at it because i remember the other the other day we talked about what would we give the album because i think we gave silent planet the album of the year yeah. that year and we're like we probably wouldn't have given it the album of the year in hindsight, but what would we have given yeah, it to? It's so to. it's like, yeah, but but like, there's yeah. no. I don't know if there's anything like. I think time will tell. I don't know if there's a, well, an alien or a different shade of blue or an ammo oh, on here. Like probably ammo, maybe, but like I think those two albums. I think Turnstile have that potential. I think in a couple of years' time we can Glow look at on, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think every time I die, I do, but obviously every time I die, being a bit more of a different leg- part of the a, career, a legacy band. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like the hype's not particularly there. I think amazing things might propel Don Broker. Yeah, absolutely. Especially- but they're already a big band. They're headlining festivals in fucking Europe. It's got to get them to Australia. Yeah, like, I'd love to see the reaction. I think in they're Australia. very biffy Clara, where they'll probably come here and play in front of hundred people. Yeah. <laughs> get them at a good thing. See where they play. Yeah, like, and we'll see the reaction there. But yeah, good fun. Absolutely. Next week, APs. EPs, yes, now. Yeah, I love it. Too easy. We'll be remembering EPs, I think, over albums in twenty in like five, ten years. Well, next week we'll work that out. Mm. Ooh, very nice.